Honestly, I don't know. You don't know? That's right, Redfield, I do not know. What I do know is that Marini and Dooley are currently not answering their radios. They're investigating a report of a body up by the Spencer mansion. You think it's connected? Um, what's the Spencer mansion? Well, as I think most of you know, Oswald Spencer was the creator of the Umbrella Corporation. And the mansion was his home until the year of his death in... What the fuck are you doing here, Leon? <laughs> You sent everyone into the briefing room, so here I am. I didn't mean you, you moron. Not you, Leon, everyone else. What if someone wanders sure, in and there's okay. no one behind the front desk and old lady's looking okay. for her cat or something? <laughs> yeah, you're Jesus right. Christ, get right. back there, man, okay. and get a haircut, you goddamn hippie. <laughs> it's not Woodstock. Are you familiar with the Resident Evil? Do you play any of the games? I have to Do admit, you... Kieran, I have to be completely honest. I came into this film and the well, this review for the podcast completely fresh to the series. I'm obviously aware of it because it's obviously a big cultural sort of game series and film series. But I have not seen any of the previous, I think, six or seven films in the series. I think it's six. I haven't seen any of them. And I haven't played any of the video games. So I'm completely fresh to it. Keep in mind, the ones with Mila Jovovich. Yeah. That's a whole separate one. This is a reboot. Yes. I do like Mila Jovovich, I must admit, and the likes of The Fifth Element and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Citizen Frame. I'm Kieran, the host. Joining me today is Trevor. Yes. As always, great to be here. And if you jumped into that conversation, you would know that we're today we're talking the new release, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. I was talking to Trevor there about how familiar he is with the game, because you want somebody who doesn't know the game. Because I, sometimes I think it's unfair to see these films that get produced and they get a bad rep because the gamers are so, and rightfully so, it's kind of like Marvel. You don't want the characters to be right, and you want, you know, mm-hmm. so you want the gamers or the comic book fans to, you know, get what they're used to seeing. Yeah. So it's nice having a fresh perspective. That's why I was asking you that. Now, I've seen all the Mila Jovovich films. I enjoy them. I own them. I like them. I think they're good fun. Besides, the second one's kind of shit. Apocalypse, I think it's called. But this new fresh take is directed by a guy who I enjoy. Now, a lot of people probably don't you know, like his stuff. But there's something about his stuff I like. They're simple. They're small budgeted. And he, he's a gun for hire that kind of knows where to put the camera. And Johannes Robert Roberts is his name. And he did a couple films. Like, we did one of his films, actually, on 47 Meters Down. Then he did, I think, 47 Meters Down on Caged. But he did a film called The Strangers. Not the original, but the sequel to it. And it, Pray, Pray at Night, I think it's mm-hmm. called, or something like that. Fucking really good. And I, it got a bum rap. He seems to make films that, that make their budget, and they, they, they profit, barely. But they're not they're not critically acclaimed. Yeah, and it's they're really good. I mean, you should check out Strangers. Pray it praise at night. What's it called? I might get to the Stranger franchise, but it's the guy. Guy knows how to give you a good jump scare. The guy knows how to shoot. The guy knows how to. And they did a film. His first film. He's, he's an English director. He's from Cambridge, I believe. Actually, he did a film. And it's a small independent about bullies in a high school. It's called F. And it came out early 2000s. I haven't seen it. Check that. it out, guys. What's it called? Check it out. It's, it's called F. F. Like the grade F. Yeah. And it's about these kids terrorizing this school when it's closed, but they're terrorizing these teachers that are still in it. 
Yeah. The ending's kind of iffy. Still don't understand that. It sounds like the type of film I'd li- I would like. Yeah, it's very uh, Class of 1984. Yes. Or the, the Principal and all these films where the teachers take back their school kind of thing. Yeah. Assault uh, and Precinct 13 for kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But it's, it's got some good, again, I, I don't know. I just like his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was glad to see that he's on board to kind of reboot this. And what they did with this franchise is that if you've ever played the game, they start off just like it is. And keep in mind, people, before I go any further, we, this is a new film. that I will be spoiling it, as we always do. And I don't know why I even bother to tell you anyone that, because if you listen to a podcast about a film, you know it's going to be spoiler-filled anyway. Exactly. All right, so it opens up. You, you know, I like the opening. And I like the opening, opening film. Yes, because I think the film needs to draw you in. This is where we meet Chris and Claire Redfield. They're in an orphanage. Of course, it's called <laughs> Raccoon City Orphanage. Big, <laughs> big, bright colors. And we're introduced to the doctor, William Birkin. It's a, it's weird because you they're in an orphanage, and Claire's walking around, and she befriends. Obviously, this girl has been experimented on. God love her. And it's kind of a creepy, great-looking outfit, whoever designed the outfit for this. The mask and stuff. The mask that, you know, it's it's really tough to explain. You just got to see it. Her name is Lisa, I believe, is the character. But when Claire is younger, she befriends this girl who's clearly been, yeah, like I said, experimented on. And she's caught by the orphanage head, which you think would be like a nun or something. But it's a doctor. So I never understood why is our doctor running an orphanage? Running an orphanage? Am I, am I, am I right here? Well, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, I know, I know what you mean. I mean, I would assume. Um, obviously, I mean, my sort of knowledge on the sort of intricate day-to-day runnings of orphanages are, are pretty basic. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. But I would assume that an orphanage would have a doctor on its staff. Well, I've maybe seen not Annie. Running, maybe not running it. You know, right. I suppose You're in films it's, it is usually um, like nuns or like, I don't know, a Salvation Army or something. But yeah, or a family of sorts. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, either way, it's an orphanage run by scientists. <laughs> Bad scientists <laughs> okay. experimenting exactly. on kids. <laughs> and, but she befriends this little girl or thing. And kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a nice, little, nice little opening. And then we, we cut to 1998, years later. She's uh, Claire's grown up now, and she's coming back into the Raccoon City to warn her brother Chris uh, that she knows Raccoon, uh, not Raccoon Umbrella Corporation, is who runs the orphanage. We see that in the film too. Yes. So Umbrella pretty much is this—I uh, don't say Chernobyl, but they're like this. They're like this. Well, they're, they're like the way they're like the Whalen Corporation and Alien um, oh, in perfect. a way yes. with an X Files sort of twist. It's a pharmaceutical company. Yes, that does experimental drugs. We don't know where it went, but they kind of built this town. They're an evil company. And yeah, which is pretty much every company these days, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a nice opening. I liked it, and then. She's back, and you find out that with her befriending the freaky girl or thing, whatever it was, mm-hmm. Birkin separated Chris and Claire from the orphanage. So Chris never knew that. Mm-hmm. If I believe that's not, if I'm not mistaken, is that right? Yes. Chris didn't know. No, no. She, um, what, what it was, yeah, whenever she was um, the doctor um, and the nurses and stuff um, went to take her away to be experimented on, that's when she escaped, I believe. So he always believed that she had abandoned him. 
Okay, so I'm right. Yeah, so they haven't. So yeah, because he says when she, when he, she comes back into town, yeah, he's he pretty much. Or does he recognize her? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Do they <laughs> see each other after? I don't know. But that's you know, movies can have flaws. <laughs> oh yes. No, they, they, she's <laughs> she's she's on this. She's uh, this truck driver's picked her up, and she's uh, coming into Raccoon City, and they hit this girl who's clearly a zombie. A, Zombie girl, and now the dog licks the blood from the zombie girl they hit, right? And that's why the dog the dog becomes monster dog, right? The dog was one of the best actors in it. <laughs> I actually thought the acting was alright. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm being sort of sarcastic. I know, you know? I know, I know. But there was there was some decent acting. Donald Logue is very good as the police chief. Donald Logue is fucking awesome yeah, in anything yeah, he does. He, he, he's you know he's the best in it. He um, is the best. If you need a smart ass to be in your film. Mm-hmm. Like in Gotham, or he was great in Blade. Yeah, this is the guy you want. I love seeing Donald Love. He and he, I hate... he adds real weight to it. You know. Yeah, I would say the guy who plays um, her brother, um, who's like Chris. This, um, yeah, yeah he, he he's very bland. Um, so he has, he also appeared whenever remember the X Files came out again recently, like a rebooted uh, version of the series. He was yeah. also in a few episodes of that, and he was very bland in that as well. <laughs> So he was. Well, it's funny you bring that because we meet the, after they hit the, the truck hits the girl. Sh- she actually realized it wasn't the truck driver's fault. Mm-hmm. She realizes there's something wrong with this town. That's why she's going to get Chris out of there. So she's not thrown back by the fact that this thing still survived. Yeah, because she she realizes something's going on. Mm-hmm. So and then the truck driver gets bitten by the dog and. I love his dog. I like his dog. And, and him, the truck driver, yeah. The Dovermints are always the key. Yeah. In the, you're always fighting Dovermints in the game. Yeah. Oh, right, right. So I that, didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's why they, they kind of threw yeah. that in there. But when she gets into town, um, and, and what, the cool thing I like about this film, it's very, uh, very minimal characters. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. So pretty much the core of the, apparently, the group is going to... Apparently, I was reading up on it, apparently... The director was um, inspired by Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, I can see that 100%. And that's what I liked about the film, is what they've done. We meet these cops, um, Leon, Albert, Jill Valentine, who's a known character, and Chief Irons, who's played by the great Donald Logue. Yeah. And what I did like, yes, is this, it's got two films in it. I really think it does. It's got a horror element, where it's is more of... The, the the mansion yeah the zombie run around the, the zombie run around and chaos you got more of a day of the dead kind of feel to it um, then you've got the assault on precinct thirteen at the survival at the, uh, play, yeah and it's neat I like that and I so you get you kind of get two films in one and and I thought I felt I well, the one thing that really works for the film uh, is the pacing there's there's a scene where she gets into the, she finally gets back into and she meets Chris and they they have a little argument and he's got to get to work so he leaves her at the house mm-hmm. and you have this this little neighbor kid and you feel sorry for him and he's only in it for like a second yeah and but he's mo- obviously yeah. she's deformed but the mother there's something going on with her with, with the eyes so, bleeding and stuff yeah and then she shows up and she mother shows up and you see her from the background and she puts her hand on the glass of uh, of the of their house mm-hmm. and it says. It's it, itchy, tasty, mm-hmm. really weird in her own blood. Anyway, she's walking away, and this is what I'm saying: where Johannes has some really nice vision, and so she's 
We're away from the door now. And all of a sudden, from the behind uh, Claire's shoulder, you see this, the neighbor just running toward the door, and she's just going to run through. the through. glass. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice little scene. Mm-hmm. I like that. But that was a scene I, I wanted to give a like, shout-out to. I, I'm a big fan, like we just mentioned, of Donald Logue. He plays the chief. He's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. He just rants Especially in that rants. first scene. He goes, and get your fucking haircut, you fucking hippie. This is <laughs> you know. This isn't Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He, he, he made it for me, you know, very funny. Um, you know, as this sort of grumpy sort of chief. Um, so you know who's um, surprisingly quite good in it? And um, he's um, he's essentially a pretty boy, um, male model type. The guy who plays Albert. Wesker. Yeah. Now, he also, I'm going to I'm gonna um, do one of my nerd moments here. He also appeared in an episode of Doctor Who about 10 years ago. Oh, dude, we need to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to tell all of our listening audience, you have got, we need to get you off Doctor Who, <laughs> The X-Files. And Lynch. <laughs> and Lynch. Yeah. So. They're my go Every I think I guarantee you every film we do you actually look up Doctor Who and this film. No, I, I reckon I any- recognized him straight away. He, he's actually in the episode, the first Matt Smith episode, the eleventh hour. Um, who um, the guy Jeff who was watching porn on his computer or something, you know, on his laptop. You know, um, I, I recognized him straight away because he's quite a striking look about him. You know, he's a pretty boy, um, so he is. But he's actually uh, um, surprisingly good in this. Yeah, I think all of them are pretty good. Even Jill Valentine, um, they're not in it enough to really, you know, give them any kudos, I suppose. But um, I like Claire. I liked her in the movie she did called Crawl, the big alligator movie, whatever it was. But I do. I I, I think the cast is well rounded. It's simple. You don't need to go Oscar not here. You just need someone who can just do their job. Wesker has the toughest role, I think, because he's actually the betrays one who's kind of betraying them a bit. Not really them. He's just working for Umbrella. Yes. And he needs to get the the virals from Birkin. So there's a nice little scene we'll get to in a second apparently, here. Apparently um, his character um, is, is like a major character, a major villain in the computer game series. I didn't know that yeah. until I did the yeah. research, I have to admit. Um, what works for this film, and you might have saw it. You might have seen this here, Trevor, because I know you've seen the film. Yep. It works quite well when it comes... What I liked about it, the outbreak just happens right away. Yes. Or it's already happening. Mm-hmm. We meet the cafe owner whose eyes bleeding. Mm-hmm. And he's like, are you going to get that checked out? Oh, that's been doing that for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, as you do. But we, we go back to the truck driver we talked about who brought Claire in. He's now been bit. The dog licked the blood. The dog bit him. And now he's been infested. Yes. And I love the scene where he just crashes into the police precinct, mm-hmm. and he walks in on fire. <laughs> yeah. And, and that um, song's playing, um, you know, that 90s song, kind of, Rush, or, um, uh, yeah, or Crush. 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 That's it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the chief blows him away, mm-hmm. and it's normal to him, because he knows what's about to, what's going down. Mm-hmm. And Leon, the new guy's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, shouldn't we call an ambulance? I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but my point being is, I like the fact you saw the cafe owner coming back, you saw the neighbor coming back, mm-hmm. you saw the truck driver get it. It's kind of like he the comes movie back Outbreak. later on as well. Yeah, it's kind of like the movie Outbreak. Yeah, and they Outbreak did it well, where they kind of contained, they, they kind of showed you point A to point B where the virus was going and how it was getting there. So I kind of like they kind of did that here. Mm-hmm. Um, by any means, I'm not saying it's the smartest Outbreak, <laughs> but. It, it, it keeps that continuity, which I kind of like. Yeah. 
I think I think really this film um, would be more of a, a fan pleaser of the series as a whole, um, which it, I'm not a is. part of. So I'm more of an outsider coming to it, and I just felt it was a bit sort of um, it was a silly zombie run around with nothing really new to show. But if you've obviously seen the other films and the played the games and stuff, then there's certain characters and stuff that would make sense to you, and certain backstory and stuff that would work for you. So. Uh, maybe it's sort of unfair of me coming to it as an outsider, if you know what I mean. No, I don't think, and that's the problem. I just want the reason I want to do this film is because I saw it, and mm-hmm. it, the film didn't get much airplay because it was during fucking COVID, so it only, you know, it got lost in the shuffle. So it's going to be on video demand. It's yeah. not out yet. So, so uh, I'm hoping it gets an audience, and I'm hoping that people see it because it's getting a five point two, I think, on IMBD. Yeah, and I, I'm going to tell I you now, it, it be... doesn't deserve that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's an Oscar winner. But I'll give you an example. They have the twist with the rescuer, which we not really a twist. You kind of know he's in on it. Mm-hmm. But Birkin gets the call that what's going to happen at six a.m. They're going to just they're going to implode the city mm-hmm. and destroy it and the town that is the city. So Wesker needs to get Birkin because Birkin has these vials. Which I'm, the vials are the antidotes. They they must be yeah the cure or whatever the cure. Like it's never fully explained. But there's this when they so. But does he not yeah, take so, it and then he turns into that fucking crazy CGI monster? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, with all the eyes and stuff, it's very yeah. actually quite a Lovecraftian monster. Yeah, it reminded me of the thing a little bit. Yeah, because when it because it had all these different yeah. faces in it and shit. I would have liked it better if it had been fully you know um, practical effects. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't do that much these days, do they? No, it's cheaper, I think. And um, but I don't think it was bad. I thought it was all right. I think they right. mixed it up. I yeah. thought they had some practical in there mixed. But yeah, it's not. It wasn't the best. Don't get me wrong. Oh fuck! You know what I'm going to say now? Um, it reminded me of an episode of Doctor Who called the Lazarus Experiment. Oh, okay, dude. This similar. is it. I can't believe you're doing this again. <laughs> no, it genuinely did. There's a similar uh-huh. called the the Lazarus uh-huh. Experiment where Mark Gatiss turns into a similar type. CGI monster, but yeah, let's move off it. <laughs> let's yes, about- please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so like you said, you've got the cops who are trying to leave the precinct, um, and then you've got the the cops who are going to the mansion. They they're well, they're, there's a man down, so that's the reason they got to go there to kind of catch him. Mm-hmm. But Wesker wants to get there so he can get, the, you know, the the vi- the virus, uh, whatever the antidote. Mm-hmm. Now the film plays in the mansion when they do. Because the one thing they were missing and they could have done is more in the mansion. Because in the game, as you if you gamers would know, there's a lot of puzzles. You go into this mansion and you're not attacked right away by zombies like they do in this film. That was for just for time. Yeah. The second act should have been the sequel. They should have actually kept how they watch as you go into this mansion and you're Redfield, you're Chris Redfield, and you're coming from a helicopter crash, which you kind of they kind of do in this one. And he's got you got to solve all these puzzles to get through hidden doorways and stuff. Yeah, but in this one, Wesker's got the keys on the piano, and he types it in, and it opens up a doorway. Mm-hmm. So that's their homage to that whole Resident Evil, where Morse Resident Evil is about ghouls and monsters, and you got to walk through the corridors very slowly because you don't know what's around the corner, and you got to match the painting with this painting to get into that door before the monster comes. It's kind of like uh, the you know crystal maze. I like the sound of that actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's yeah, that's what that's what they they're trying. They should have stuck with one of the one or the other. Yeah, or it's not just to shoot them up. Yeah, they should have. 
the first half should have been them all in there trying to solve some puzzles. Where are we going here? Mm-hmm. But instead of doing that, they gave Wesker all the answers. Mm-hmm. He types in a piano. Boom. Mm-hmm. So they kind of copped out a bit there. And it's unfortunate they did that. Um, I do... I. I I do like Donald Logue when he's trying to, he's like, fuck y'all, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. and he's trying to get out. It's a great scene because, yeah, so there's that roadblock and he's stuck between two cars and he's telling the other guys, fucking move, I'm not staying behind these guys. <laughs> and they're all getting shot up and his window sills, his window sill, his windshield's all getting shot up. Yep. And he's like going fucking crazy. So he's trying to get out of there before he gets shot. The chaos is nice mm-hmm. for such a limited limited cast because there's not many people in this and they, they show the chaos and, and, and Donald Logue trying to get, get to point A to point B this I like when he gets time. back to when he gets back to the parking lot and all the lights are and he hears this you think it's a girl it sounds like a girl mm-hmm. moaning and the lights are going it ends up being the Doberman mm-hmm. uh, coming to get him uh, obviously Claire shows up then and when he when um, when the chief gets it Donald Logue what sucks I really do like the scene where the monsters attacking Leon and Claire, and then the girl that she knows from her past uh, pops up again. Comes pops up again. She's older now and beats the shit out of the monster mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I really felt sorry for that character. I'd like to see more of her if we ever do get a sequel, depending on how it doesn't. And then she, she gives them the, the key to yes. get into like the secret fucking laboratory. Yeah, which ends up going, end up to the mansion where her brother is, Chris and all. Mm-hmm. There's a flaw in the film when they start getting ambushed, the in the mansion by the zombie. Looks like they're all professors, scientists, and stuff. Yes, they all start attacking them, and there's a scene where Chris is. There's no way he's getting out of this. He's completely mm-hmm. ambushed. We cut away. We go back to Claire. We cut back. Chris survived. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did he survive that attack? I know. Yeah, it's all about we, confusion. Yeah, so we never saw how he escaped that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like how they take the helicopter crash that you got in the video game. You can land in, you're in a helicopter crash, and you got to start from there. But this one, the helicopter, the pilot gets attacked, and the helicopter just crashes mm-hmm. into another cutscene. That something went wrong there. Yeah, because the, the editing was a bit sort of all over the place. Yeah, because he gets he get Victor or whatever his name was. He gets Vickers. He's in the helicopter, just sitting there. He's not taking off or anything. And a zombie attacks him. And we cut to the helicopter's crashing into the mansion. Well, when, what part did he take off? <laughs> we, you know what I mean? It didn't, we didn't see anything of him pulling the throttle up to take off. Yes. Did we? Did we miss I, that? I, don't, I don't know. It, it was all happening. A lot of it, um, especially towards the final act, in the final act, it was just also very fast-paced and confusion and sort of guns and zombies and, you know, screaming and, you know... <laughs> You know, all that sort of thing. So, yeah. Well, th- let's talk about that. The film does take a, a, a darker turn. And you mentioned a little bit in the beginning there. Well, Wesker needs to get the formula. And Birkin is taking his wife and kid yes. to get them out of there. Because uh, he gets a phone call. Birkin, we're going to destroy the town, get out of there. So he takes it. But he has, he's got to go to the, the laboratories to get his whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Wesker's there. So he... Pretty much shoots Birkin in front of his kid. And then the wife. And his wife. And then he shoots the wife right in the face. Yes. Uh, right in front of the kid. It's a dark little take, considering we were kind of having some fun banter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of like Scream. Well, he's about to he, sort of um, kill the kid as well. Yeah. And he didn't. Yes. But only because he was shot. <laughs> 
he loses. He starts losing control yeah. of the whole situation. But I think that I happened. think. I mean, again, I don't know the, the the sort of series, but with me now knowing that he bec- he is later becomes a villain and and you know in the games, I think that's a good origin for him about how he turned evil and stuff. And of course, then there's that um, post credit scene where he has survived. So okay, so when he gets shot, right, and mm-hmm. uh, Birkin becomes Monster Man because he injects himself. Yes. Um, so he ends up surviving, but becoming the thing. And Leon, and the, the coward of the group, Leon, the rookie, ends up saving the day with mm-hmm. a rocket launcher. Yeah, and the trium. Um, yeah. yeah, and then the whole town implodes. <laughs> and then they walk out, and they're survived. They're, they're, they're survivors. Yes. And then the movie ends. So I'm hoping we get a fucking sequel here. <laughs> well, that post credit scene sort of does set it up for that, where um, the guy, Albert, well, was it Wesker, his surname is? Yeah. Wesker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where he's basically in a body bag and then he, he jumps out, has survived, whatever it is, but it's obviously through, he did die because it's either with like a sort of Asian woman doctor and she's, and he says, well, what, what happened? I thought I was dead. And she says, you were dead. And he's blind as well. And she gives him um, a set of sunglasses and apparently that's like... The, the, the o- character, yeah, the character wears, wears sunglasses yes. in the uh, yes. in the, uh, re- the the other movie versions. Yes, so apparently, the, from what from what I can gather, it's a good sort of origin for his character. Uh, well, I, the reason I wanted to do this film is, I mean, we talked about it pretty quickly, it's, like I said, it's, I liked the film because it was fast-paced, and quick origin, mm-hmm. but you kind of got it. You understood it. They didn't try to go into technical big, you know, you know, mumbo jumbo. Um, you, you got to know the characters pretty quick. They didn't throw three thousand characters at you. You knew right away what the purpose was. It's an homage to Sultan Priest Thirteen and kind of like the haunted house story. Technically, it's got two different stories, two different genres built into one. It's got some fun. It's not boring. Mm-hmm. The effects are cool. Um, I, I I just think it's. I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. I like the originals, uh, but I want people to give this one a chance if they're gonna, you know, check it out. I'm really curious what the listeners thought about it, especially if you're a, a fan of the game. I don't think any fan of the game is gonna really appreciate it if it's already getting a 5.2 on IMBD. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. For, for me, it was um, it was a silly run around with no real depth or anything, and the characters were a bit bland. However, it wasn't like. If you know what I mean, it wasn't offensively bad. I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? It was just it does exactly what it says in the tin. It's a zombie run around. Um, I I'm a bit of a sort of I'm sort of, with the so, zombie subgenre. Um, I think it has been sort of played out. You know, it's pure overkill with it in general overall. Um, and I would be much more a fan of the older zombie films like from Romero or Lucio Fulci. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 harmless fun. This this film. Yeah, I mean it's got it's got the it's got the good violence. You got mm-hmm. you got you got all the all the all the different characters that you get. You got the guy who betrays everybody. You got the smart ass. You got the lazy one. You yeah. got you know, you've got all these. It's hard you know, silliness. Yeah, everyone's copying the aliens team. You know from oh, well, Hicks well, I and totally got, the, Yeah, I totally got yeah. those vibes. It was it was like um, aliens. You know, were crossed with assault in precinct thirteen, but just not as good. But yeah, I got what they were doing or trying to yeah. do. Yeah. At least you, you got that from it. You know yeah. what? I, could, I thought it was a valiant effort. I don't think we'll ever get a sequel, unfortunately. Yeah, it's co- kind of ruins the experience. COVID has maybe sort of killed off the chances of um, you know an, another one. But who knows? Yeah. It's, it's a hugely popular series overall anyway. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. When I, it gets, I've nothing against it gets, it, you know. When it, when it gets more life on video on demand, mm-hmm. and people start seeing it, maybe the reviews will go up. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, but at this point in time, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. I liked it. I was pleasantly surprised how much I kind of enjoyed it. Um, but to, to, to piggyback on what you said, Trevor, it's stupid fun. Yeah. You enjoy it. You don't, you, you come out of it probably forgetting about it yeah, after well, an hour. It. I, I didn't think you know? it was it was particularly good, but it didn't like hear it or anything. It was just like, you know, yeah, whatever, you know, but we've seen it all before, but you know, so what? It's, you know, kick back in and, and sort of, um, yeah, and enjoy the run around. Yeah, and, and if you didn't, if you didn't take anything from this podcast, well, if you do take anything from this podcast, at least you know Doctor Who <laughs> is has a lot has a lot of ties with this film. Yeah, well, very obscure ties because like it's my world we're living in here, you know. Oh, God, uh, yeah, I, um. yeah, you're you got our listeners like what the fuck? <laughs> I still think the best one is oh yeah, you don't recognize that guy? Yeah, that guy was the. The landowner from Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yep. yep. Peabody. He was. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, for useless trivia, um, which is of no use whatsoever to you in your life, come to me. <laughs> yep. That, that, that one I'll give you. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) listen guys we're going to wrap this one up Uh, thanks again for listening and joining us again always feel free to uh, comment and send us messages and follow us on Instagram as well yes yep Instagram at citizenframe underscore podcast and of course Facebook and I think that's how I'm going to wrap this one up see that's pretty quick I usually take forever to end these things (laughs) it's all good All right, we're done. You guys take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening.